Geneva Addison's. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Sherry B is over in Studio CC, and we are so glad to have you dialed in today. Um, today's topic of discussion, I thought we might double back to the mass exodus that is projected Um for uh, 30 years from now, mm. looking at millennials. But, you know, I, I think that there's a different topic that we want to explore. Will and I were talking about this yesterday and looking at the uh, online and social media fallout uh, surrounding um, the forgiveness that was extended by uh, the late Botham Jean's brother, Brant, um, extended toward uh, Amber Geiger, and then what resulted in almost a domino effect, yeah. um, the judge, Tammy Kemp, um, responding sort of in the same way. And um, the interesting thing about that is that that is controversial right now yeah. in our country. And that is forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness is controversial in our country. Mm-hmm. It's a discussion right now mm-hmm. in our country. We've been here before. Right. In fact, you can think back to what was it like a month or two ago mm-hmm. when we had um, Reverend Anthony Thompson on yes. to discuss his book, Call to Forgive. He's the husband of one of the late members of uh, Emmanuel AME Church mm-hmm. who lost her life. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book about the power of forgiveness. That's right. The book titled Call to Forgive. We talked about this on the show. Yeah. And here we are now, again, having a very similar conversation. Mm -hmm. I think this boils down to, among Christians, now look, the unsaved will do what the unsaved do. That's right. Yeah? Yeah. But a discussion like this among Christians on the legitimacy of forgiveness, uh, whether or not forgiveness is warranted and are deserved, uh, this is a lack of discipleship among professing Christians. Yeah, yeah. It's a lack of discipleship, Will, and I think it's also a failure to truly understand what forgiveness is. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree because if you truly understand what forgiveness is and you see somebody extending forgiveness in the circumstance where it's like, man, it does not make sense. It doesn't make sense to you. It 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 does something to you in a in a uh, maybe in a convicting way or mm-hmm. in a positive way. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, you see, you clearly see the love of Jesus if yeah. you're looking at a Christian that's doing this. Yeah, you know, and so to criticize that and say, oh, it's too soon, and things like that, I think that person would not have a true uh, uh, gauge on what forgiveness is you know there would have been there there was a time there was a time in our country where even among non-believers forgiveness was preferable Mm -hmm. 
forgiveness and sort of, um, you know, uh, curtailing riots and, and things like that and, and trying to smooth things over. Yeah. Uh, how do we agree with one another? How do we suffer along with one another? That would have been displayed even among people who didn't fear God mm -hmm. in this country. Um, that is no longer. Mm -hmm. The troubling thing is that it's not a feature of Christianity for some Christians anymore as well. Yeah, well, I think when you get into when you have a certain scenario that happens and and you and you're living in the age of wokeness, yeah, then some see the thing is what happens is wokeness and certain things trump being a Christian. That's right. And so everything is looked through the the the, the glass of other other you know the gaze. So let's of keep wokeness. it one hundred like we do, Will. Let's mm -hmm. let's 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 do a let's have a real talk moment, sort of like you and I would do in our kitchen. So the elements of this story is that Botham Jean mm -hmm. was black. Right. As we would define him right. in this country. Right. Right. Okay. Skin color. His skin color was dark brown. Right. And Amber Geiger is white. Right. Her skin color is light brown. Right. And so that's the element that makes this difficult for Christians to process the, the extension of forgiveness. Yeah. And it, it has also uh, been introduced <laughs> to the Christian that, you know, because Amber Geiger is a police officer, that Ooh, that's another, that's another thing. element. You're right. Because to your warriors out there, social mm -hmm. justice, mm -hmm. the whole police system is corrupt. Oh, right. So Man, you're absolutely right. There's some layers to this. So when they see 10 years mm -hmm. and look, if you disagree with the sentence, that's one thing. That's I think fine. we could have a discussion around the length yeah. of her, her prison. You, you could say you, yeah. you wanted more time, but when you withhold forgiveness uh, or, or say that the brother shouldn't have hugged her and the, the judge shouldn't have hugged her and offered forgiveness, uh, the brother, you know, that is too soon for that. On what basis? Yeah. Yeah. I think what it shows is that people don't understand forgiveness. I, I actually think that for Christians, I want to speak and we have to make sure that we define the, the, the two groups of people that we're talking about, because we only see in terms of two groups, right? Believers and non-believers, right. either those who have been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ and will live with him for eternity or those who are not and will be sent away into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Right. Those are facts, people. Right. Those are, that's it's not this is not a fairy tale. This is real life. Right. This is real life. You're, you're either in two categories. And I wish people understood this with finality. Yeah. You're either in two categories. You're either going to be with the Lord for eternity mm. because you've put your faith and your hope and your trust in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Not a fairy tale. Right. Actual factual. Mm -hmm. God incarnate came to this earth, lived, died, was buried and resurrected for us. That's right. That we would be justified. We put our faith and our hope and our trust in that fact. If we do not, if we reject that information, we are condemned. We are dead men walking. That's right. So complete and utter darkness. That's, those are the only two choices. Mm -hmm. So when we look at what we're talking about right now, we talk about Christians. I want to talk about this camp, right? Right. right. In my mind, there's only two. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about Christians who don't understand forgiveness, it grieves me. Because when I look at some of the social media media chatter mm -hmm. and what is going on with, you know, how could he forgive so soon? Yeah. We were talking about right. this earlier. Right. Um, my question is, how do you understand the command to forgive? Right. Like, do you think that you were somehow good enough to be forgiven by God? Mm. 
do like because when I look at myself, I go, man, I, I know that I'm dirt. I know that I don't deserve the forgiveness of God. Mm. So when someone says to me, you know, man, how could you forgive? Well, I think it, you first have to understand that you have been forgiven. Right, right. You first have to understand that you're scum mm -hmm. and you didn't deserve that forgiveness. Exactly. If a person really filters forgiveness through that understanding, when you see what happened in the courtroom in Dallas yesterday, you're like, man, this is the picture you see Christ. of an undeserved forgiveness. Exactly. And, you know, what do you do with Christ hanging on the cross? And while he's being killed, saying, Father, forgive them. Come on. But they don't know what they're doing Come in the midst on. of, you know. So is that too soon? Was that too soon for Jesus to say? Well, that's Jesus. No, the, the same thing applies. He's our example. He we see him, example. you know, being God in the flesh and taking all of this and forgiving those who are killing him. And in fact, it's amazing because Jesus is interceding even before he ascends to the right hand of the father. Mm. He is saying, this is in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Mm. Mm. They do not know what they do. So what is happening there? Is it, is it anybody in that group that's worthy of that intercession? <laughs> is there anybody in that Come group that's worthy of that extension of forgiveness? See, right. I think that we believe somehow that forgiveness hinges hinges on a person's worthiness of it. Mm. And it does not. And so, see, that's an arrogance that comes out in Christians a lot. You think you're better than you are. Let me tell you something, point blank, face to face. You're not good. That's right. You don't deserve Jesus's forgiveness. That's right. You cannot earn it. In fact, God ensured that you wouldn't be able to boast about it by telling mm. you that you're not good up That's front. Right. That's right. Like th the Lord God didn't leave us to guess about this. He didn't leave us to wonder mm. like, you know, maybe I'm kind of. No, he's, you're not good. Right. This is this is my gift to you. If there's any way that you could do it, you would boast about what you did to receive eternal life. There is nothing that you did. Mm. Does Amber Geiger deserve to be forgiven. No, right. she doesn't deserve right. to be forgiven. She shot and killed an innocent man in his own apartment right. eating ice cream. Does she deserve to be forgiven? Absolutely not. Right. But that's not how forgiveness works. That's not how it works. That's right. In fact, there's not one case. Listen, it wouldn't be forgiveness if the person ever on the receiving end deserved it mm. to be deserving of having your slate wiped clean is like almost like you didn't have a slate. <laughs> we need to understand that the very definition of forgiveness presupposes that you did something wrong. Mm. You're a bad person. Mm. And Christians more than anyone else should understand this. Right. Now, I've seen, you know, some of the headlines and, and man, you know, here it was interesting to me. I saw this headline uh, early this morning and I thought that this would be the backdrop. But then I'm learning, you know, that there's a big there's a big dust up on social media mm -hmm. about this, that there are a lot of Christians who are black who have a problem with this. And um, the judge has become a coon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brent. John has become a coon. Right. He, we are traumatized in this country, so we don't know how to live. That's what's being said about black people who agree with the forgiveness. Right. Now, you can, you can have a problem with the 10-year sentence for sure. 
You can have a discussion yeah, if around you, that. If you if you disagree with that, that's fine. You know, like I think there's there's nothing wrong with saying like I believe that she should have gotten more time. You know, and that's not even like for me. That's not even the issue. The issue mm-hmm. is when you're saying that we are damaged people. We always forgive. And Why by we, we this is this people. is what black people are saying about other black people. Yeah, that we're we're damaged. You know, look at us. You know, we're always on the forgiving side. And and I'm talking about from people who are professing to be Christians. Mm. That's and if if you don't know Christ, okay, I understand that you're saying that because you have no idea. Right, you have no point of reference. But Christians are saying the same thing, and it's like, wait, we got to pump the brakes yeah. because this is bigger. Like what I saw happen mm-hmm. in my heart, I'm like, Lord, save her. Yes, let this Me display too. of forgiveness <laughs> grip her heart. Oh man, and let her come to you. You know, let her let her be saved. Let yeah. her, draw her, God. Yeah by this you know and so that's to me i think we have to look at that bigger picture you know we can be all up in arms about the sentencing that's fine but let's not say this person does not uh she can't why why are we forgiving her like why is she being forgiven here's what here is what the common everyday person who's in the other camp in the camp of darkness right this Mm -hmm. is what they don't understand about forgiveness forgiveness requires strength forgiveness is not weakness Mm. the easier emotion to latch on to is anger it's it's to want it's like man i want revenge that that actually because that's look that's natural to us when we've been wronged Mm. you understand Mm -hmm. what i'm saying forgiveness is not the easy grab in this entire situation in fact Forgiveness requires a strength that yeah. can only come oh, from the Lord. And, this, and when you look at the situation, it don't make sense to the to the natural mind. You're like, what? How? Right. But I think that's the beauty of it. That's the same thing with, with Charleston. Yes. The, when when they were like, we forgive you, we for, man, that that's that's amazing. That's like wow. And so if you're looking up on this, even as a Christian, you're like. Man, that's awesome, but it's doing something to you that's that's stirring you up to like that's Christ. This is Christ, that's and this Christ. is how it becomes a witness in our culture. Yeah, this is how it becomes a witness to the glory of God because we as Christians are seen doing something that goes against the grain of the culture in which we live. Exactly. I mean, I wish people could understand this. Right. I wish people could see this from an eternal perspective. That's it. That's All it. right, we got to grab the break. We'll, we'll pick up here when we get back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll be right back. I'm so open wide. Jesus, you are my desire. Search my heart, oh Lord, for all things unclean. He's my Lord, I surrender. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I personally want the best for you. And I I wasn't going to ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. 
because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I don't know if this is possible, but can can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Man, I'm I that is so moving to me. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Um man, look, the only way you can understand the strength and the power and that type of extension of forgiveness is to understand what forgiveness really is. Right. And to have received it yourself. Right. That right. is the only way. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Darius James with Receive Our Worship. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. You can stand by as you listen. We will open the phone lines in the last segment of the show. Uh, get your take on anything that we have discussed today and uh, yesterday, too, if you happen to have been listening. Yeah, I, I wanted to just read, like, one, uh, just one uh, comment yes. that I saw on social media. And, okay. And this kind of is the uh, uh, mindset of what's, what's happening. It said, um, I think most people's issue is not forgiveness itself but that uh fact that forgiveness is being extended without adequate time for mourning the death of a promising young black male murdered in, in his own home by a white female officer police officer uh who will get out of jail and still be able to bear children on, of her own uh, we have never in all caps seen a murderer even be able to hug a family a member or a judge in the courtroom but we are seeming we are seeing this woman repeatedly coddled in court. Uh, that is most uh, people's issue here. Forgiveness takes time, and there is nothing wrong uh, with that at all. All right. So, first of all, I would not describe what happened with Amber Geiger as coddling. Um, that's not how I would describe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me also say this. Forgiveness is a command mm-hmm. that we have received from the Lord. And I think when you understand that forgiveness is a command that we say, forgive as you have been forgiven, mm. forgive as you have been forgiven. If we understand what Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, uh, verses 14 and 15, for if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, uh, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Then we understand that your eternity hinges on your ability to understand forgiveness as a command. What other command do we know that comes from the Lord that we have in the word that is up for us to it, that it's at our discretion to decide the time to implement it. Hmm. So for example, if we (laughs) say, if, if the scripture teaches us uh, that we are to not commit adultery, that we are not to fornicate, that we are not to lie. What is the time period in which a person has to wrestle with or express an agreement with God before they implement that? So, for example, let's say you have two people who, as when I was growing up, we called it shacking. You have two people who are living together and they're not married to one another. By the way, the word of God calls that fornication. It's sin. Mm. It's sin. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't we don't we don't deal in like black and white anymore. Now it's always shades of gray. It's like, eh, you know what? If you two people love each other, if you're not married, Mm -hmm. it's still sin. It's sin. Miki, you sound so judgmental. You're welcome. Mm. You're welcome. (laughs) I hope it offends people who are living in offense against God so that you can repent and receive eternal life. Mm. Guys, we have one message, y'all, and our culture is counting on us to get it right. 
Our culture is counting on us to live it right. Yeah. So my question is this. If you've got a person who's living with someone to whom they're not married, the Bible calls that fornication. That person gets saved. That person becomes a Christian. Do you then tell them, you know, it's going to take some time for you to understand that fornication is wrong. So you guys just continue living on together, <laughs> engaging in illicit behavior until you have registered in your heart mm. that it's a sin against <laughs> God. And right. then at the point that you believe that you have sinned against God and, you know, you've made it your mission to not offend him, um, go on ahead and move out. <laughs> or do you say, man, you've come to Christ. Let me show you what the Bible says that is the life now fitting for one professing to be a Christian. Let's go to Colossians chapter three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's look in Ephesians. Let's see what this newness of life yeah, looks like for a believer. Begin discipling. You, you would right off the bat begin Disciple to do that. Disciple them. Yeah. So now, no, I mean, of course, you're not going to go in, in there, you know, <laughs> you're not about to go in there like Barney the dinosaur and start wrangling people up and putting suitcases in, and you're not going to do that. <laughs> right, right. But you're going to point them to the truth to and the say, scripture. hey, listen, this is what the Bible says now. Amen. This is, this is what the Bible says. Man, I tell this story, and it's, and it's a funny story, but I'm so grateful to be able to know it and to have heard it when I was, when I was growing up. And I've seen this consistent life in, in my mom's life. You know, my mom got saved when she was 15, mm -hmm. and, uh, and she didn't have any saved family members, right. right? So my mom was, like, basically saved out of her. Like she just, I mean, it was like, leave those people come out from among, you know, I mean, the Lord just did an incredible work. Right. And my mom got saved at 15 and she tells this story that after she got saved, she was still dressing in a way that would look like she was not saved. Mm -hmm. Right. And without going into too much detail, she said she, shortly after getting saved, she was telling everybody how she had gotten saved and she was outside and someone said, Hey, Oh, I thought you were saved. And what she was wearing, they said, save people don't wear that. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't argue. She tells this story. We heard it all the time growing up. She I didn't argue. She goes, I ran back inside. You know what I did? I changed my clothes. Yeah. Because if there was any way that somebody would look at me and say, well, that's not what Christians do. Far mm -hmm. be it from me yeah. to bring yeah. shame to the Lord's name. Yeah. Guys, we have got to have that kind of conviction in us today where we say, if this is what the Lord says, then so be it. I'm not going to talk about my rights. I'm not going to talk about what I have the right to do, what I'm entitled to, what I should be able to do. Right. No, I'm going to say, what does the Bible say? And how close can I get to that as possible? Do, are we going to have times where we're like, man, I need to work on this more than that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But forgiveness is not contingent on your feeling like it. That's right. It is a command that is given to us. It is in the book. We must all take a look. Mm -mm. Sorry. <laughs> But and it's there, Will. Yeah, yeah. One more for you. I just want just get your take on this. This one says, my people makes me cry, make me cry sometimes. Okay, so my people. So this person, I'm assuming, is... Is brown. Is dark, <laughs> dark brown. Okay, dark brown. go ahead. Yeah. Lord, these religious... So when he says my people, uh -huh. he means me and you. He's not yeah. talking about Christians, so I don't know if no, this is a believer about... or not. But just go I'm ahead. keep reading it. Okay, go ahead. My people make me cry sometimes. Lord... These religious traditions have damaged us. Oh. Forgiveness and justice are completely separate entities. The two shouldn't be conflated together. And a racist white murder uh, reaps the benefit of our miseducation. Oh, this grieves me. So first of all, forgiveness taught as a tenet of Christian conviction is not just some religious tradition that is passed down. It is not a tool of oppression 
that has been used to subjugate black people. It is a command from the Lord that has passed down through 2,000 years of the history of the church in some of the most oppressive situations. People do not understand that Peter, under Nero's oppression, was talking about forgiveness, mm, but also talking about submitting on, to the emperor, submitting to the rulers yeah. that are over you. People don't get this. It is under this Roman Man. ruler under this oppressive regime, if you will, yeah. that Peter will lose his life. But he is writing and talking about submission to our rulers. So is that, do you grieve for those people? <laughs> do you grieve? Was Peter teaching that as a tool of oppression because he had been oppressed? Or was Peter taking what was handed down to him? Was he writing as he was carried along by the spirit of God mm. to teach Christians how to engage in every generation of the church so that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Forgiveness is not a tool of oppression. Applying the word of God to our daily living is not weakness. In fact, if it were just, you know, anybody could do it, mm -hmm. you would see more morality in this country. <laughs> right. As it is, you don't, because right. you know what? Only people who are strong in the Lord can apply the word of God to their lives. Only people who are strong in the Lord can live it out. And I want to say this. This is something that really grabbed my attention. I was reading this USA Today article. USA Today article. One of the first headlines I read early this morning. And I thought, you know, I don't know how many people are going to read this article in USA Today, but this is what they're going to see. And the article is about, obviously, Brent's, uh, Brent Jean's Extension of forgiveness to Amber Geiger. Quote, this is from the USA Today article. Quote, if, you're truly, if you truly are sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I forgive you, he said before the hug. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. I'm going to jump down in this article. USA Today, quote, I wasn't going to even say this in front of my family or anyone but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be to give your life to Christ. I'm not going to say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. USA Today is recording the words, give your life to Christ. Mm. Now, look, <laughs> if you have different camps in which you exist, mm -hmm. it is impossible for you to see this as giving glory to God. He didn't issue an empty, throwaway forgiveness. He issued a forgiveness that confirmed he understands yeah. the root of forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, we have been forgiven in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the best thing for you to do, Amber is for you to give your life to Christ and receive that same forgiveness. I forgive you, but better than that, you need Christ to forgive you. That's right. Guys, that's gospel. That's right. That's right. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to let somebody make me feel like a coon or that I'm traumatized living in America. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm not oppressed. Let me tell you something, Will. Look, I'm going to say this to you. Because when it gets really tough, I'm looking to you and those shoulders that you have. <laughs> right? I'm the talker. You're the brawler. You have a sword? 
You have a sword? Yeah. Take it out of your sheath. Uh, yeah. Take it. <laughs> it's equi- that's equivalent to it's, a sword. Here we go. Listen. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something, Will. Our culture increasingly has no place for people like you and me. Yeah. As you were reading to me earlier, our culture sees people like you and me, certain members of our culture see people like you and me as a liability. You know what people do with liabilities? They get rid of them. So for black people in America who say what Jesus said is right, and we have to apply it whether we're comfortable applying it or not, whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. you see they see that as weakness. Yeah. This is also a manifestation of cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism requires that there is always an oppressed class. So there must always be the angry among us. There must always be those who need justice. Yeah. Justice is never served in a Marxist, a culturally Marxist society. Justice is never served, do you understand? So the extension of forgiveness is the antithesis of how a cultural, a Marxist society lives, you mm-hmm. see, because there's always gotta be this tension. So it used to be the haves against the have-nots, but now it's the oppressed against the oppressor. And if you get rid of an oppressor by forgiving him, mm. then I don't have any use for you in culture. You see, that's where we are, Will. That's where we are. So uh, do you have, you have my back here? Yeah, I have your back, of course. And to, to highlight what you're saying, I got one more for you. Oh, said, goodness. The church okay. has used Christian forgiveness to send spouses back to their abusers, and their abusers have killed them. Oh, the my church goodness. has used Christian forgiveness to mute victims of incest, rape, and other forms of sexual assault and harassment. The church has used Christian forgiveness to quell quests for justice from the days of American slavery to today. The church has used Christian forgiveness to opt out of its responsibility to stand for justice and righteousness. Beware of those who call for forgiveness, uh, calls for forgiveness at the cost of of justice. Oh, that's wicked. That's and these are three different people. Like that's, that's not the same person. That's that that is wicked and 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 that is scary. Because obviously, you would have to look at each of those situations, but here's what we ultimately know, that the word of God does not call for us to put people in situations where they're in harm's way. The word of God does not call for right. that. The word of God does not call for us to send people to murderers. Right. That's not what you see in scripture. And so when you have a person making a blanket statement like that, what you then have is you have weak (laughs) Christians who don't investigate, who don't ask questions, and who buy it whole hog. Mm. That's dangerous. Yeah, Yeah. That's dangerous. That's some of the sentiment that's out there. Like, uh, that's real-time people that's saying, and Christians, people who are professing professing godliness and to be Christians are saying this. Man, that's amazing because the the church has also used Christian forgiveness and the like to set slaves free yeah (laughs) it's the christians who rose up who stood up and said no you cannot enslave people it's white christians and black christians Mm -hmm. who took bullets for the truth it's christians on the front line fighting against abortion even today you know oh lord and All all type of things in history We'll grab the break. We'll come back. We'll open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. What do you think about this? We'll be right back.
airing the Addisons, promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment on American Family Radio. I have confirmed with her that she had a Bible. She shared that Bible with Amber Geiger, uh, giving it to her. We were told that she read a Bible verse with Amber Geiger, and then they prayed together. It was Judge Kemp leading that prayer, and her hug, along with the same hug you saw from the brother of Botham John, the judge herself, in that moment together with Miss Geiger. We don't understand that. Man. We don't, don't make sense. It, huh? it does not. But it's a witness to the Lord. Yeah. Do you understand? 100%. It doesn't make sense that Jesus hung up <laughs> Come on for public spectacle should cry out, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. It only but makes Stephen. sense to be uh, Stephen. Oh, <laughs> Lord, Stephen. I mean, that don't make sense. It to doesn't. The and, natural and, mind. and let me tell you, the only person. That it that it and here's the thing I I would say this it is illogical to people who don't have Christ yeah so I understand people who don't have Christ yeah, yeah. it is illogical but for the Christian who doesn't understand it and is still wrestling there's I, and I even in that mm-hmm. there are people who are just kind of like you know man I, I struggle with forgiveness I understand that yeah I understand that that's real yeah, that's right? real yeah. but then for those who are hostile within that group who are like no it shouldn't you really don't understand that. And it's different than just wrestling with forgiveness. Yeah. You don't understand it. And I'm going to say this. I think in part it's because you believe that you are entitled to forgiveness or that forgiveness didn't cost a whole lot as far as you're concerned. Mm. If you understand the great price of forgiveness, then you would understand that even when you extend it, it costs you something too. Mm. It costs you something. Mm. All right. Um, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American family radio. We are talking about, uh, um, Brant Jean, the brother of Botham Jean, mm-hmm. who offered forgiveness to Amber Geiger, the former Dallas police officer who was convicted of murdering um, the, the late Bo- Botham Jean mm-hmm. and uh, sentenced to 10 years. And people are up in arms over the sentence, mm-hmm. but also over the forgiveness. Right. The fact that the judge, Judge Kemp, hugged her. All right, let's go to the phone lines because they're packed out. We're going to try to go through them as quickly as we can. Will the Great, where do we go first? Let's go to uh, Mary in Kansas. Hi, Mary. Hi. I prayed that I would get through to you guys because as soon as I heard that the brother hugged her and forgave her and the judge hugged her, that their life was going to change 100% and it wasn't all going to be for the good. And you and Nikki need to have prayer for protection also. But I wanted to share a story. My sister, grandson, was murdered 15 years ago, and the young man that came out and murdered him shot him three times while he was on the ground. He was on, they were both 14. Mm. And when I was down there for the funeral, my sister said, all I want is him to realize what he did wrong, but please don't let his life be runt. He's only 14. He'll change as he gets older, and I don't want him sitting in jail as a, a man or later on because he needs forgiveness and I forgive them, and I and I told her, I said, I accept your decision, and you're a bigger person than I am. I don't know if I could have done it, but I am so proud of her. So when people hear this, as soon as this program is over with, you get on a prayer chain and start asking for prayer, and there's going to be people on the socialist side trying to use this to destroy us more, mm. and there'll be fake Christians trying to destroy us by saying they're Christians. So 
God be with everybody at this moment. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, Mary. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, that is that is the example, right? That's the example. Forgiveness is not easy. I appreciate Mary's comments. Where do we go next? We'll agree. Go to Tony and Metairie. Hi, Tony. Hello there. How y'all doing today? Good, good. (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've sent you all a lot of stuff, and I don't know if you remember you. I'm from down here in New Orleans there. I sent you stuff about all the schools in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know who you are, Tony. We can hear it in your voice. You're, you're <laughs> all New Orleans all so day. Much. Listen, I, I want to say I heard Will read that before about how the churches have hurt people. This is what I see. I can only give you this after 40 years of watching the churches and stuff. When Jesus said, when they came to him and they said, uh, how many times should we forgive Come on, our brother? And he said, well, seven times 70. He said, went on to say in Luke, he said, if here's what pastors and preachers leave out. If he repents, forgive him. Mm-hmm. Read it. It says, if he repents. The problem is in churches, we, keep, we, we, we accept an apology mm-hmm. as repentance when there's no remorse for the transgression. Ooh, so we Tony. bring that person back into, whether it's the church, our home, our family midst, and they, they abuse and exploit us. Mm. Now listen, remember, we don't get in heaven unless we repent. That's right, and confess. We confess, which, we which, is, to which is to say the same. It is to say the same. This to is confess is to say the same. Oh, you got to love everybody and be kind. and not, Right. No, when, you can't do that when it comes to truth. They have to see their sin. They have to see that they have harmed us. That's right. That's right. No, you're right, Tony. I agree with you 110%. Thank you so much for calling in. No, I agree. He's absolutely right. And I think this is where people make the mistake, even with their family. You know, that that a person has a sorrow, but it's not a sorrow that leads to repentance. Yeah. Right. It's a sorrow that maybe I've I've gotten caught or mm -hmm, maybe I'm mm -hmm. not going to be able to do this anymore. And look, I can't judge Amber Geiger's heart. Right. right. You know, I did learn just as we were coming into the studio to do our show. I did learn that she started um, attending Pastor Jeffress church. Yeah started sitting in the back. And, mm-hmm. and so look, I, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that church going right. is repentance That's or anything right. like that, but look, I just cannot believe. And, and maybe people think that this makes me weak, but I cannot believe that a person who is tasked with upholding the law and shoots a person and then realizes they were wrong. Mm-hmm. I just cannot believe that that person, that she's faking her sorrow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah. You know. and, and the thing is, I think on our end, we should be praying that the uh, display of forgiveness that was shown by the brother, you know, that she would accept Christ. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's my that's my hope. I agree with you. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to uh, Tommy in Oklahoma. Hi, Tommy. Hello. Hello well, hey, the great. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hold on just a second. OK. Tell them to make mine a large. I'll have an extra large. If they've got a Diet Coke, I'll take. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. All right. I'm trying to um, get my phone off speaker. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? We yes, can we you. can hear you. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. I only have one hand that works. I have arthritis, but that's not here or there. Um, it, what I'm called for was in reference to. Was his name Brant? Brant, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, um, 
I don't know, you know, what color when we perceive ourselves as a color, but spiritually inside, we we have no color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Color. And uh, Christ forgave us. Mm -hmm. We are forgiven. Yeah. And with his love, we can forgive. Yeah. Uh, the, the man uh, did what he did out of the love of God, the love of God in his heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that love, he was able to do that. Without that love, other people that are only in the flesh uh, can't understand it, and they judge it. But what right do they have to judge who one person forgives? That is an excellent point. You know, and and here's the thing. Thank you so much, Tommy, for that. Because the observation that many people are failing to make is that it was Brant's brother. It was, yeah, Bottoms. It was Brant's brother. Oh, oh, yeah, his brother. Brant is the one who apologized. I'm saying that it was his brother. He's the one who suffered the loss. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so all of the criticism that's coming at this young man, mm-hmm. and I mean, it just, it boggles the mind. It's like now you don't even have any kind of personal right, right. <laughs> to extend forgiveness. And, and, it makes and to say no he shouldn't hug her. And all, like, like who anyway. are you? And let me also say this too, and then we'll <laughs> go back to the phone lines here. Thank you so much to Tommy. But let me say this. So you've got 10 non-whites on the jury. Mm-hmm. The jury decided 10 years. Mm-hmm. So now all of the non-whites on the jury, you have to understand, are traumatized as well mm. that they gave Amber Geiger 10 years. So there is no way to win. Man. You understand what I'm saying? There is absolutely no way to win because if there would not have been 10 non-whites, it would have been, well, that's not a fair jury of your peers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that you've got 10 non-whites on the jury, then certainly all the non-whites are traumatized by this country and cannot make Clear decisions. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to uh, Nellie in Arkansas. Hi, Nellie. Hi, yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, okay. All right, my comment is regarding the letter uh, or the the emails that you all received and talked about uh, regarding family relationships mm-hmm. and how the church urges forgiveness. I understand that completely, and it took me a while to understand that forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to walk right back into the same situation. Correct. Correct. Subject yourself to the same situation over and over and over again. That's right. Forgiveness means, yes, you deal with forgiveness, but then you don't forget. You don't touch a hot stove and forget and keep on touching the hot stove and wonder why you get burned. That's right. Mm -hmm. You you learn. You don't forget. You learn. Mm -hmm. And you get away from the situation. And forgiveness is a process. It's a choice. And you don't always get the repentance from the other person. Um, So you forgive and you learn and you're careful and you separate yourself from the situation. Excellently said, Nelly. Thank you so much. Excellently said. I agree 100%. Where next, Will the Great? Let's go to Linda in Kentucky. Hi, Linda. Hi, Will. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Um, I am a leader in the Celebrate Recovery here in this area, and we teach a lesson on forgiveness. Mm. And in the lesson, forgiveness is not an option. You need to forgive in order to heal. Mm. We all have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. We all have people we need to forgive. 
you can't heal until you forgive the other person. Hmm. Thank, no, thank I, I agree. Thank you so much, Linda. I appreciate it. I, I, I thought Linda was going to say a little bit more, but it's true. You know, I was going to make the comment actually before we, we talked to Linda uh, that forgiveness is really more for you. Yeah. You understand like all it, the commands, it's, it's not so much for that person right. as it is for you. It is so that so that you. Right. So Brent are is better for what he's done, too. It, it's it's going to affect him like that. He don't have to hold on to maybe anger or whatever. That's right. You know, but people, I don't think we understand that. And do know? we, like, so here was my thing. Is there, is there, is there some sort of, uh, and we'll go back to the phone lines here, but is there some sort of exegesis that gets us out of understanding what Jesus said in Matthew six fourteen, uh, in a way that is different than how he just straightforwardly said it. So in Matthew six fourteen, for if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So my question is, do we have any sort of exegetical approach to that scripture that says, well, that's not what Jesus meant. Have you ever gotten anyone to break down for you, the Greek or the Aramaic, or to say, well, you know, in Jewish culture, what he actually meant. I just want to know if if somebody has (laughs) that for me. Then yeah. please call in and give it to me. I, I, because I'll explore it myself. Yeah. But I've not heard, I've not found, nor have I studied any type of exegetical approach to this scripture that gets us around this command. True. I, I don't know of any. Let's try to squeeze in one more call. All right, Janice in Houston, Texas. Hi, Janice. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. I enjoy y'all's show so much. Um, and. I was I was um, drawn to your show by the um, Nikki's voice first when I first heard it. <laughs> she just got a very interesting, a beautiful speaking voice, very strong. And then I realized that that her husband Will was on there, and and he's the quiet one, but he's got such a cute laugh. I love y'all. I just <laughs> adore both of you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was going to talk about forgiveness. Yeah. And. Um, it's man it's i don't know if we ever ever, anyone ever really gets it i mean because it's something it's so hard to do but like y'all said jesus uh, the lord commands it Mm -hmm. and um it always takes me a minute to to process and go you know and i know it's for me it's not for them because Mm -hmm. i mean when you do do it and especially when it's when you've been hurt so bad right it's something that hurts so deeply you know i guess i guess maybe it is the holy spirit that comes in because you just Mm. um feel so much relief and so much better i wanted to talk about two quick stories real quick and i know y'all don't oh janice we only we only have about 30 seconds could you give us one of those stories okay one i saw on sid roth and y'all need to look this up and watch it. It's Margie Palm. I would think it's Margie, but it's M-A-R-G-G-Y, Margie Palm. She was abducted by a serial rapist murderer in a parking lot of a... Um, I tell you what, Janice, I'm so yeah. sorry that I got to cut in because we're going to run out of time. But I've written down the name that you suggested there, and I will go and look that up, and maybe I can read a little bit about the story. I'm so sorry about that. I apologize to Jerome and Rob. Uh, we're not going to be able to get to your calls today. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, we live counterculturally. Yeah. What has happened in our lives is supernatural. 
Yes. So we live counterculturally Amen. as a result of that. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Aaron the Addisons today. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless. 